Yeah. Okay. This is a test of the emergency broadcast system. This is only a test. DJs in MC. This DJ, he gets it out. Listen to this jockey's introduction to two DJs in a mic with your host, DJ Mike. Is that a timetable? And DJ JP. Well, get on it. It's your time. Give me the mic. Welcome to Two DJs and a Mic once again. Uh, we're glad to be here. We're in the house uh, together. Yes. Finally got a studio where we can do the show together. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. Uh, we'd like to thank my man Keith out of Chicago for coming on, the owner, the producer of the Marquee Show and about 25 other businesses. Too many to name, but... I wouldn't so say 25, have- but... It's up there, Keith. It was up there. there. We're, we got bad. a little brand. Just bought another one about a month ago, three weeks ago. <laughs> don't be bashful. Yeah, don't be bashful. Come on in so, here. Yeah. Yep. Well, glad to have you on the show, man. We did a we did do a podcast earlier, but I know the show is getting ready to come up. So we want to try to get the word out and promote it and talk to everybody about coming out to Chicago. I think well, I he just it. convinced Mike to come with me because he's gonna mm-hmm. let us do the show. I'm going to put yeah. this out here for public consumption. He's going to let us do interviews with uh, Freedom Williams and Cuba. I, 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 I don't know that Freedom Williams is coming. I said I'm talking oh, to Freedom okay. Williams. I'm, I'm dropping some dime. Look at that. Uh, well, talking. whoever's there, we're going to get the interview then. Right. You'll get VIP, access yeah. to all the VIPs. We're going to get to talk to one of my favorites, Mr. Rudy from the movie Rudy. Uh, mm-hmm. That one, I yeah, I, I can't wait to do that one. So I'm, I'm cool. Yeah. And one of my favorites, DJ Cubit. Yes, so. yes. Oh yeah, no, Cubit's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he owes me my FOMO video right now. I texted him this morning. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's that. All so right. yeah, so Mike will be in for a treat because Mike's never been to a DJ show. No. So no. let's talk about that right now. And and you're the you're the guy there. So, Mike, why have you never gone to a DJ show? Ooh. Not my show, just any show. He's turning the tables. I yeah. can't wait. I mean, you love interviewing people, so I know you must have a passion for education and talking about the industry and networking. Oh, look at him, boy. He, <laughs> so, he, he's laying it on. I mean, I mean, did what's the deal? Your wife well, not let you out of the house, or what's the story? Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, I'd rather you lie to me. No. I'm no, not, we're gonna be honest. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna lie. The yeah. reason is, I really early didn't see a reason for it and i think due to the fact of how i came in from a business standpoint really didn't emphasize the importance of that so 
once I became a part of like DJ Crosstalk and and start interacting with some of the other guys, I saw the significance uh, in attending the show. And me okay. being a businessman, I'm going to always want to do something that's going to help me to be better. Got it. Good, 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 yeah. good. Totally fair answer. But, yeah. you know, listen, the statistics show, Tony Robbins put this out there, only 5% of Americans that do not have to go to continued education for their job, go. 5%. So if you make it a point to attend education, wherever it is, not my show, anywhere, a show, you go to a social media show, you go to Toastmasters in your local area, whatever it is, whatever you do to get better, you're in the, in my opinion, you're in the top 5% in, in the industry. That puts you right there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Wow. Okay. I like that. We're going like to jump into that, the questions because, yeah. man, that went deep right there. But no, you, you have to let that simmer because that went deep. That most, most people, they make excuses to not be great. And when you present them with the information like that, are you really willing to sacrifice to do what it takes to be great? And you'll hey, find uh, that they won't. Do you guys see the movie Air yet? Air? Yeah, 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 I have. I mean, I have what more. a great story about just having to look at things differently, how to change things up. I mean, it's really not even, uh, it's not even about Michael Jordan. It's, no, it's, it's really not. about Nike. It's about, yeah. it's about Jordan, Michael Jordan's brilliant mom and dad yeah. who really looked at things totally differently, you know, and, and created a totally different world. So, yeah. Wow. So that's it. So, so we're going to ask you some questions now. Talk to you. me. Okay, what drove you to DJ, Keith? What made you want to be a DJ? I got dumped by my college girlfriend. That was it. That was it. So my heart broken, and I was at that place where I was getting tired of the fraternity a little bit. But all my fraternity brothers were DJing parties, and they're bringing girls back. And Okay, cool. Well, I started... I, I went to go work for the mobile company that they had all worked for. They had just opened up another division close to my house. And I'm like, okay, cool. This is going to be great. So first job I do is a bunch of like fifth and sixth graders running around. I'm like 20 years old looking for some hot sorority girls. I'm kind of like Will Smith and feeling more like Carlton and fresh. <laughs> and I'm like, this is stupid. And they're like, no, no, it's not that bad. Second job I did. And I was a big muscular guy in college, so long before my big old belly. Mm. Second job we do, it's a, what do you call it? It's a, a private boarding school in a very wealthy suburb in Chicago. Uh-huh. And you want to feel like stupid to show you how little I knew. This is circa like 1988, right? The band Erasure is super popular, like in the alternative charts. And you know that song, uh, A Little Respect, I Try to Discover mm -hmm. a Little. Right? It's all popular with the cure and everything. A girl comes up to me and says, do you have erasure? And I'm like, what? And she goes, do you have erasure? And I'm running the lights, turning them on and off, making them flash. And long before the, the anything programmable days, I turned around and I asked the DJ, do you have pencil? And he goes, yeah. I handed her the pencil and I pointed at the end at the eraser. I thought like she had lost her earring back and was asking me if I had an eraser to like pinch her thing on. That's how little I knew about music. We got back to the warehouse. <clears throat> I told the DJ, I'm like, I'm, I'm giving my two week notice on Monday. Oh. He's like, what? I walk into the office. I tell the owner, who's one of my best friends still to this day. I go, I'm giving my two week notice. He's like, what? I go, I applied for a doorman job at Doc Weeds and at Lime Rookies. And I go, I know one of them's going to hire me. And they're like, well, he goes, why? What did I do? I go, I, this DJ thing, it's stupid. I can't stand it. And he's like, no, no, no. Let me show you how to do it. So he shows me first board was a Newmark 1560 mixer and uh -huh. two technique 1200. So he shows me how to queue up a record. And so what did I do? I Q-burned the shit out of that record, pretending I was like DJ Jazzy Jeff going back and forth and back and forth. Not a clue what I'm doing. I am like the worst, like stereotypical white boy, like for like an hour. 
and I, I broke like three needles and that, but I'll tell you, I was, I was just oh. totally set. And that was it. I learned how to set up the gear. Oh my God. One thing led to another, somebody quit and I'm like, I'll do it. And he's like, you think you're ready? Of course I am. I knew nothing. I had like written down cheat sheets and my first gig ever at Northern Illinois university school of the deaf. How can you screw that up? They're deaf. That's it. I was told I showed they showed me on the mixer where the bass is. They're like, just turn this up as loud as you can so it vibrates. And I'm like, oh, okay. That was it. That was my first gig. And then I started practicing by doing the parties in my fraternity house. And I fell in love with it, man. I felt I forgot all about the girl. And that was it. That's what so, you have to be in love with DJing first. You can't do yeah. it for alternative reasons. And most people are in it for money, but you know you have to love what you do in this business. Oh, absolutely! All of it is not golden memories and moments and getting the girl. It's it's hard work and oh, yeah. uh, putting in the work to yeah. be better and be good at it. But so, I, like most people, fell into it by accident, man. I don't know anyone's like I wasn't gonna be a DJ when I was little. No, it's not that way. So, yeah. No, no, I would have to agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. What year was this? Nine. 1988, 89, somewhere in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I stayed with that company until February 1st of 1990. That was the day that I gave my two-week notice. So I'd finish up right after Valentine's Day because they were really busy with fraternity parties, sorority parties, mm-hmm. like the winter high school dances. So I wasn't going to leave the guy high and dry. So I gave my notice that day. <clears throat> he got thoroughly pissed. Um he demanded my pager back because it was his. <laughs> That's how bad it was. The key to the office. There was no database in the computer. So he opens up the three ring binder that had all of our gigs written in it. He goes, so how many of these am I going to lose? I'm like, none of them. I said, I just went to Office Max this morning. I bought my first thousand business cards for $19.99. That's it. I said, I, I said, I bought records for the last month, Mike. I go, I haven't bought any turntables yet. I haven't bought anything. That was it. I started. So did he expect for you to stay forever or? Well, here's, here's what's crazy. This shows you again, mind you, this is like 1980 something. Mm -hmm. I had a Ford Escort. It was the first and last new, it was the first car I ever bought brand new right off the dealer. Right. Uh I did the math between my rent in the city like my health insurance, my car payment, my car insurance, I needed like $17,000 a year to live on. Wow. And I said to him, I'm like, if you can put me on salary for 17 grand, I'll work 40 hours a week in the office. I'll DJ on the weekends. I'll roadie. I'll, I'll do anything, but I need 17 grand a year. Hang on. I'm going to look it up now. Let's see what that came out to a week. That had to be horribly low. Yeah, it was. It really was. 17,000 divided by 52, $327 a week, which is what I needed to live on. And his exact words were, I I can't swing that. I can't guarantee that. I was like, okay. And you needed to make about $6 an hour. Yep. (laughs) I would have made less than that because put in 40 hours a week, you know, in the office, meeting with clients at night, visiting banquet halls. How bad was the pay? What were you making? Uh, 75 or like a hundred dollars a night. I know that rodeoing started at like 35 bucks, something but like you know, that. It has come a long way. So that's I 88. I believe that, you know, that might've been fair for what we were expected to do. I, I'm paying my guys 95 a night now too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. man. I I don't let them come near Marquee where they find out what real DJs get paid because they'll be um, like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> I'd like just shut up and go cut my grass. <laughs> no. But uh so we can yeah, Mark Farrell's Mark Farrell's not too. allowed anywhere near me. Okay, all right. Um so, no, so I, I that was that. Yeah. So how did so how did Marquee the Marquee show come about? What what drove you to create this? Okay, so Marquis is actually my second incarnation. Oh. Actually, maybe my third. So oh. have you guys ever heard of DJ Think Tank? Yes, yeah. I have, but that's, right. that's an exclusive private group, right? Well, and this guy was the mayor and the founder of it, okay? Oh, wow. I didn't know that. 
Wow. Yeah, some people know, some people don't. And listen, <clears throat> it's it's ex- it's different than when I had it. Here's what it was. I would this is pre-social media. Mm-hmm. This was like back in the prodj.com and the DJ chat bulletin board days mm-hmm. where everyone just got on there and fight and told everyone they were doing it wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And so what happened was I would make it a point to call everybody when I was coming out to Atlantic City or to Mobile Beat or any of the shows. And I would say, hey, let's let's put together a bar mitzvah lunch. And it'd be like me and Jeffrey Craig and Randy Ray and all of the people on the East Coast that all did bar mitzvahs. And we'd all have lunch together. Bobby Morgenstein, all those guys. And then I'd have a different group for breakfast. And I, and I made it a point to have mm-hmm. breakfast, lunch, and dinner with different people, which is the beauty of shows still today. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot easier to set that stuff up now. And yeah. so what ends up happening is we ended up doing that and i had found that i learned more at those lunches and there was more idea sharing happening there than what i was learning from some of the presenters and and don't get me wrong i started going my first dj show was in 1989 which gave me the guts to give my two weeks notice it was put on by a local dj store that doesn't exist anymore then my first show was dj times in 1992 and mm. I met the OGs. I met uh, Andy Ebon and, and Jeff Green and Johnny Roz and John Murphy, all of the old guys like that mm. were. And I was like, these guys are killing it. I can make a fortune. And I started going year after year after year. But as you know, the more education you get, if you're paying attention, the more redundant certain things become. OK, and it's just that you've elevated your game to a different level. So I created Think Tank not to be exclusive in the sense that you're not good enough to be in it, but it was to share within a certain community so that uh, you could truly open up and give me your best ideas because nobody was, you know, from your area was there but you, and I mm-hmm. could open up and share my best ideas. And and that's what it was. And I mean, it's evolved into all kinds of different things and there's all kinds of rumors about what it is and what it isn't and you know and and i ran that and was there until i don't know 2000 and i I ran it for like seven years and then it uh it's there and it's still going they just celebrated their 20th uh think tank you know this past year and stuff so it was cool and then um for a brief while i even started my own magazine called dj entertainer that Mm. made three issues and it didn't make it and it just wasn't supported by the industry. So I learned from that as well. And I love education. I love sharing. I love learning. And um, I, I started Marquee just the same reason you guys aren't working for another company. You wanted to follow your own path, do your own thing, create your own shingle. And, you know, I, I love all the other shows. I get along well with them. And in some ways, they do a better job than me. And in other ways, I do a better job than them. And you know, it just depends. I mean, Jay, you were in, in my show last year. It's not as exciting as Vegas. I mean, I'll be honest, but but the education I think is is different and, and more applicable to, to it. So and I and Rob Savickus will be at my show. So so yeah. it just depends. Yeah, it was different. Uh it was it's smaller, so that makes it better. And right. like bringing in somebody from SBA, I thought that was great to talk about. Mm-hmm. BA loans. That's the business side, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't, she didn't, she was, or they weren't the, you know, they were kind of brainies. They were kind of nerdy. Right. But they gave you the information or at least gave you the way to go get it and check on those SBA loans or get some money if you could, you know. So that, I thought that was really good and different. And I, right. I, I don't know how we can change them to make them better. I just think not using the same people may help it. But I agree. So just, up in the, the difficulty of the teaching, not this is what I did, but how did you do it? You right. know, what are, what are the steps? What do I need to do to take myself to the next level? I think right. that's what a lot of people are craving is, okay, you did it, but how do I do? You know? Yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. people are looking for guidance, you know, and inspiration. Yeah. And, and that's that. And again, you know, we've got Rudy Rudiger, the original Rudy that the movie is based on, as our opening keynote. Mm-hmm. Are you going to learn anything from him? I don't know, but I'm hoping that you'll be super pumped and excited about the rest of the week. And we have a motivational speaker each morning to get you pumped up and excited and for I, each uh, day. 
exercise class in the morning. I don't yeah. It's a really well put together show. Now, Thanks. when uh, what's his name spoke the wrestler, and it seems funny because Diamond, guys, yeah. you know, uh, he was really good. And then and you know uh, what? A lot of people are like, "Why are you bringing in a WWE wrestler? Like, are no, you crazy?" He was, he was great. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, success is success. Yes, and he yeah. was. But I'm gonna tell you another one. Ted DiBiase at in Vegas, I thought he was great. Yeah, you know what? He was disappointing to me, and and it's not him. I really believed. Now this is me, and and they didn't announce what he was going to be speaking on. Mm -hmm. Here's what I thought we were going to see there. I thought. He was going to talk about how to motivate a crowd. Because if you think about it, he was the million-dollar man. Mm -hmm. How do you get 20,000 people in attendance to cheer for you and people on TV, you know, in, in your living room to cheer mm -hmm. or to do the opposite? Boo, give you the finger, yeah. the whole thing. Because if you know anything about wrestling, they either want you booing or they want you cheering. Uh, cheering. They don't want you quiet, right? Yeah. And and so I thought, oh my God, this guy's gonna teach us microphone technique. I can't wait to see what this guy's gonna teach us. And then he started talking about, you know, being Walter Payton's roommate and and his belief in Jesus. And listen, I'm I'm all about Jesus, but <laughs> time and place, I wasn't there for church. I was there to learn. Yeah. And uh I'll go to church on Sunday. Yeah, show me so. the mic. Yeah, and I mean again, same place. So just time and place. And he, he wasn't my favorite. And so I took a lot of heat. People were like, We already did a we already did a wrestler, like you didn't work. And I'm like, ah, just give him a shot. Well, yeah. uh, and but this is how I look at it, Keith. Everybody's not gonna be great and everybody's not gonna give you exactly what you're looking for, what you think they should deliver. Sure. What I do is there's always a nugget in every presenter. And that's the nugget I take home with me and I take back home and I want to implement it into my business. Yeah, someone might not give you anything, but if I can find one or two things from the show that I can take back and change how I do something and they make it, right. then that's what I look for because I'm just trying to find the nuggets. from. Well, it's I consider it like an educational buffet. Yeah. You take what you want and that's that. And some of the stuff is you look at that same buffet and you're like, man, I haven't had jello since my grandma died. And then you, you go there and you're like, okay, it's been around forever. And I'll give you an example. When COVID hit, I'm on a Zoom call with celebrity wedding planner David Tutera. Uh -huh. And he's talking about, he goes, you know what I am loving about this sh shutdown? And I'm thinking like, what? what could you possibly be loving? He opens up a bunch of handwritten notes that mm -hmm. have been sent to him. And it was just people checking in on him, wishing him well, hoping that he's doing okay. And I started going, oh, my God, we used to do handwritten thank you notes after every single wedding. Mm -hmm. We used to send them out with our DJs. They used to uh, have to handwrite something personal about the wedding, put it in the in the same slot as all of the, the cash cards and everything. Ah. Right? Uh, and And you know what? I got away from it. Why? Because my CRM program sends out a, hey, thank you so much for having us. <laughs> you know, here's the clink for the evaluation. Yeah. Here, review it's, us on the night. It's, we it's were awesome. midnight or four in the morning, they get it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the thing about it is I'm like, you know what? I, I was reminded of those personal touches. And, and that was it. You know, I mean, listen, I'm no genius. But even the amount of people that just say, compared to other show producers, the fact that I'm at the booth most of the time at registration and my mom is there too, always <laughs> welcoming people and saying hello. And are you having a good time? Do you need anything? Like it's, it's no different than the DJs out on the job, right? I mean, you're checking in with the wedding couple, making sure everything's cool. Every you, you're overlooking everything, making sure that everything's great. And if you can do something, you're going to do it. So yeah. same thing. To me, what is what do you think is the most difficult thing we're doing the show? Or what has been your biggest hurdle? Hurdle. Uh, the biggest hurdle is getting people to think differently. Okay, you know, and again, no disrespect, Mike. You know, you had your reason for not coming, and I'm not saying you were wrong, but you know, it took a couple of minutes pre-show for us just to chat, me to kind of bust your chops a little bit. <laughs> And, you know, you say that you're coming and I'll give you a big old hug and a piece of deep dish pizza when you when you show up. But, but here's the thing. Now you multiply that times thousands of people. You know, my email database is like 45,000 people. 
Mm. I mean, and if you look at the reach of not me on social media, but of me and the 20 something presenters, I mean, we're reaching 50 to 100,000 people. So the question is, why am I only seeing 600 to 1,000 in attendance, you know? <laughs> and again, some of the people just come in for, uh, people. Co- some people come in just for the, uh, uh, just to walk the show floor. They want to see gear, and that's cool too. Mm-hmm. And this year, we got a ton of new gear. Uh, Pioneer's got three new controllers, two new speakers, two new subs. Uh, QSC's got their whole new line array that they're showing oh, in a demo QSC room. Is gonna be there. QSC's gonna be there. Their new L series is amazing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you're doing a big party, they've got a PA for you. So I just ordered four of the tops and two of the subs. Each top, if memory serves, is 2,000 watts. So I've got 4,000 on top. And wait, two, yeah, two, 4,000 on each side, so 8,000 total. And then I've got the subs, the KS 118s, which I believe are 2,000 each as well. Woo. So I'm going to make some noise. My Maybe neighbor's not going to be happy. Yeah, knock them out the box. And see, man. to me, that's yeah. one thing I really like about the shows too. No, I'm there for the education, but I love being able to put my hand on something new and touch oh. it and see it for myself instead of having to read about it or have somebody else tell about it. I think that's one of the best things to the show. And I'm glad the showroom floor is filling up and getting bigger. Yeah. Well, Chavez got a bunch of battery-powered movers now. So forget about cords. Everything's wireless. I Mm -hmm. mean, American DJ's got a bunch of new movers out, uh, new uh, washes out. Who else has got product? I mean, everyone seems to have. Oh, we can get those guys too. We can get them on the show. I know Joffrey from Chavez, and yeah, I don't so, know anybody directly from a uh, American DJ. Alfred will be there personally, along with one of the local dealers repping it. Okay, and Anna will be out there for sure with uh, with uh, Frank from Mainline, and mm-hmm. who else do we have? Uh, Frank from yeah, Blizzard yeah, Lighting will be out there. Come on the show or walk around and get yeah. a footage of. Yeah, yeah, by all means. So sure, 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 sure. Well, one of the things that I want to talk on also that I think is important is the reason why you have so many guys that don't come uh, to these to these shows. And I think, you know, the educational piece is is always important, but there is a way that people come into the industry uh, that I think that creates a real big problem. And we know back in the 80s when you were DJing how selfish in some areas it was in the DJ industry. And I think when you're dealing with a lot of guys that see or think that doing a club or bars or so forth or the way to go, that they get kind of pushed away from the educational piece. And they have to find out by dealing with other DJs that are involved in different things. And for me, it was just a beautiful thing just meeting someone and coming to a group because mm-hmm. there are so many guys out there that would love to have the education, but they really don't know that it exists because the box that they're that they live in from a DJ standpoint. I well, just, I agree with that, Keith, but I came back from my first mobile beat and I preached and I've shared this with well, everybody. I understand that, but yeah. it's just it's 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 different like in the groups is one thing yeah. but you got a whole nother another set of guys yeah, but that this function is, totally it's kind of different anyway because uh mo- wedding djs and club djs kind of two different things oh yeah. you can yeah re- but but let's face it that market shifted because a lot of club djs have acknowledged they can make more money doing one-off weddings for a thousand to two thousand dollars so and no disrespect to any club dj but they're not bringing people in like the 80s i mean whoever your local hot mix dj was for your area you know he got paid serious bank because he'd put three four hundred people in or his group would bring in three four hundred people and and they made cash Mm-hmm. There yeah. are so many DJs now that are really talented too. Mm-hmm. They're not what are you calling? They're they're just not. They're they're not putting people through the door. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just not happening. 
So very few that are doing that, but some can do that. You know, your big names, but it's you're right. It's tough. Almost yeah. You know, you know some places, but those are people like Vegas. Those are people coming to visit, so they're gonna go to the clubs anyway just to see somebody they've heard about, or you know, Kevin Harris, whoever's out there that particular night or in the club. They're gonna go try to check it out just because they're in Vegas and they want to go see him. And that's that's the draw of Vegas's tourism. Yeah. And Atlantic City is the same way. The population density out there is so huge mm-hmm. that, you know, they're going to pull in. They could do, and I'm not saying that they do, John Doe, show producer in, in Atlantic City, could put on the worst show in the world just because of the sheer number of DJs on the East Coast. You, you'll pull if you advertise, you know, and, and that's just the way that it is. So, wow. yeah. so that's all. And that show's always well attended. They've got the biggest show floor in the country. Mm-hmm. And the Hard Rock Hotel in Atlantic City, it's it's so nice. Yeah, you know, so I haven't nice. been to that one, but I said I'm going to try to go. But every time I get on a show now, everybody's inviting me or, you know, to come to invite us to come and do the live stream for us because mm-hmm. of what we're doing now. Maybe me and Mike have found a, a niche. We just got to find a way to more monetize it. But it's, it's we found right. a niche. Um, okay. So um, what's the next question, Mike? What else you got on what we get? Yeah, we got so much. Yeah, we. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate the. And I hope I ain't railroad that answer. If you want to get oh, something no, else no, out of it, go ahead. No, no, I I totally understand. I just I just see that there are two different worlds. And oh, I get it. Yeah, but you know, and it. Yeah, and right. it's and I'm not saying that there's an excuse because there's never an excuse. It's just that whether we accept it or not, and I'll touch on something. That but you can get better in either world. He says something too, and I wish. Normally, I'm taking notes, and you said something about continuing education. Five percent. Yeah, that's what I want to go and back to. Go ahead. I'm, gonna I'm just get... saying when you're when you're dealing with five percent of the majority of the world, I'm just saying you have to look at that. An industry. That's basically saying that most people live in a box. So, <laughs> oh, without question. The box. Right. So, out of a hundred DJs, that's five DJs. So, if you got two hundred DJs. That's 10-day DJs that are trying to see continuing education. So if you have 100,000 DJs in this country, that means only 5,000 of them will go to conferences, period. And those are now split up between Marquee, Midwest, DJ Collective, uh, Vegas, and Atlantic City. And I mean, so, yeah. wow. and I'm going to hit you with some more numbers. That's okay. going to make this make sense. Okay. Two percent of the people in the world think. Three percent think they think, and ninety-five percent would rather <laughs> die than think. So now you add that to that. <laughs> That's why we do the show. But you're yeah. right. That is crazy. Five percent. Yeah. But they. they and you know what's crazier? Like uh-huh. you think about some of the people that are required to. Like my sister, God rest her soul, was a beautician or hairdresser or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. They yeah. have to. They have to. So okay, me, barbering I, hasn't changed in like a hundred years. Yeah, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I got to throw this in here because so do you think there should be some kind of certification or some kind of no. requirement? No, and the reason for it is this: the reason that certain things happen is due to having interaction with the law or with public health. So I think that when you have you to be certified, some of these guys are killing people with their bad DJ. <laughs> yeah, killing now, uh, probably, uh, probably saving. Are you getting bad DJs? Are probably pushing uh, people out of the banquet halls and saving the banquet hall owners money and alcohol. To be honest with you, um, <laughs> oh my! But no, because here's the thing: you can certify knowledge. Okay, like I can say to you, like for 10 points towards your certification, set up this three-way sound system or this line array or show me how to DMX four lights. But mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that you'll, you'll know what to play at what time. No. You know what I mean? And while I don't think that it's rocket science, I do think it's an art. Okay. And a lot of it is memorization. I mean, let's be honest. Like we all go to our, our playbook in our head of, okay. I'm at 118 beats a minute and I'm doing old school, late 80s, early 90s. So you're going, I'm I'm hitting black box, I'm hitting CNC music factory. Like, and part of that's just memorization from from doing it, you know. Yeah. And you know, I also own a, a novelty cart catering business. So mm-hmm. we do hot dog carts, right? 
And so I work them. I'm a workaholic. I, I love being out. So I'm out all the time. I see some of the best DJs with a fresh approach. And then I see DJs where I'm just cringing the whole time where it's like, ugh. It's like these guys don't even know what a cue point is. You know, I mean, it's it's just bad. Really, really oh, bad. Yeah. But oh. I just smile and I hand him a hot dog without ketchup on it. That's all. Yeah. So. Oh, but, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Wow. All right. Jump to some more questions, Mike. Come on. We're, gonna, we're, yeah. gonna, we're getting bogged down. Yeah. So uh, where, where are we at? Right. What can people get out of Marquee? We already did that one. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, gotcha. we did that one. Yeah. Uh, Mike over here, he just... So what is your go-to music, Keith? What do you like? We're going we, to not try you know, to... I'm pretty open format. You know, the bottom line for me is what works and what makes people happy is what works. I mean, I think we've all been doing this long enough because you guys are clearly over the age of 25, as am I. Um, <laughs> listen, <Clearly. laughs> I, I doubt that any of us truly listen to what we play on the weekends personally that often. So, so what do you listen to? What do you like to listen to? Me, I'm an old school 80s hairband guy. Oh, like yeah. in the morning, you're you're hearing like Poison in the shower and old school Van Halen and uh Oh yeah, you're right. And and all of it. And it's just you're like I'm I'll be 54 this year. And I know what you're thinking, my god, that can't be. You don't look a day over 35. <laughs> um but no, but the fact of the matter is that, uh, you know, I, I, that's what I like. I'm a humongous. If anybody knows anything about me, there are two. Fa- I'm a fan of two things: the Chicago Cubs and Billy Joel. Yeah. I've seen Billy Joel about, about yeah, twenty three times. I think I've seen Billy Joel now. Wow. I mean, I've seen him with Elton John. I've seen him. Yeah, that's a lot. Like that's everywhere. Yeah, I'm yeah, just a huge, a huge fan. A I don't yeah. know if I've seen anybody that many yeah. times. No, for the longest time. Not even, so, not yeah. even my pastor. <laughs> yeah. No, um, no, I spent more time with Billy Joel than more my ex-wife, than and we are married for seven and a half years. So Wow. Um, but no, I like that. But I also, I, listen, I still like creativity. You know, yeah. I like what Eric Rhodes is doing with some of his mashups and and that and, and a bunch of people. Um, so it, it's always interesting. You know, I just took my parents three weeks ago to see Frankie Valley, who's mm. 89 years old. And I didn't think he was singing on top of a track. I thought he was live. And I, I mean, he was still killing it. He had four wow. really great backup singers as his four seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was great. I had a good time. But, I mean, you wouldn't expect someone our age to be digging Frankie Valley, But, you know, I, yeah. I dig a lot of stuff. I'm all over the place musically. Oh, I like old school, too. And it, I don't know if you'd like this, but if you ever get a chance to go see Charlie Wilson, formerly of the Gap Band. Okay. He's 60, 70, almost 70. He puts on a hell of a show. Cool. So gotcha. if you ever get a chance to go see him, check him out. Yeah. All right. But as far as my go-to music as a DJ, it's uh-huh. whatever the crowd wants. You okay. know, if I'm doing a, an African American crowd, I'm I'm playing R and B and soul and Motown and hip hop and, you know, if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm playing country, like it's whatever's going to work. I want the people to be happy. That's the bottom line. There you go. So yeah. so happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crystal Yeah. So who is your favorite DJ and why? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, That's what we do. Let's see. I am I uh, I would say DJ Flipside from Chicago, from B96 and, and 104.3 Jams, who's going to be teaching and editing class. And part of it is he's not That's only awful. ridiculously talented. <laughs> he said, is that a promo? <laughs> Uh, no, it just uh, he's going to be there, but uh, he's not he's not only talented, but I'll give you an example. My nephew used to listen to him and my nephew's 22 now. And from about the time of three, he was my mini me. He came with me everywhere. So when I started, you know, when he started getting old enough to push buttons, mm-hmm. if there were certain things, he would come over to the office and play. And I set him up with his first little pioneer controller and set him up with a little laptop and. And all of it, and he idolized Flipside. So he was maybe ten years old. We went to like the top forty jingle bash thing, and Flipside was there. 
he treated my nephew like a million bucks. Wow. I mean, he made him feel like the most special kid at that concert and took pictures and like signed stuff and the whole wow. deal. And, and the bottom line was like, he made himself on a personal level. He's the nicest guy in the world. Another one, DJ speed. Who's another Chicago DJ. Who's unbelievable. Um, flip side again, He's been nothing but kind to me, and he is ridiculously talented, and he's just the nicest guy in the world. Cool. Um, I met Z Trip a couple of years ago at DJ Expo. Super cool. I saw him at Nam or Nam this year, uh-huh. and uh, he was super super cool. Unfortunately, he's touring along with uh, LL Cool J and DJ Jazzy Jeff. They'll be in New Jersey the night of our show. I tried to convince him to cancel the concert to come play our 90s party, but he just looked at me like I was on crack. <laughs> but, you know. That's cool. But, um, yeah, th- those are kind of my well, That's my a favorite. good reason, especially if you yeah. know somebody. That's a great reason. All yeah. Right, keep, keep it moving. Yeah. No, and DJ Jazzy Jeff is one of my favorites. Yeah, mine too. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was super nice. His wife was super nice too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, what are some good business practices that you can share with the with the? I'll, I'll give you what I think is the best one. Okay, okay. answer the goddamn phone. Okay, oh. that's it. Answer your phone. Drop Be nice phone. and polite Damn. with people. Okay, that's it. It's so crazy. If you saw my Facebook this week, I have been in customer service hell with everybody. Okay, all big companies just horrible horrible and all they do is make excuses like this the key to sales isn't about selling anything sales is about solving someone's problems period okay that's it but you know that's that's funny because i have a big gig on june the 24th that i was doing i reached out to three audio companies because i just wanted us to be able to plug and play Mm-hmm. Only one of them returned my call. Right. And I'm like, listen, even if the other two were booked, hey, at least shoot me an email, you. whatever. Yeah. Just say, and hey, man, we're totally booked. Good luck. Yeah. I called one of them twice and finally he answered the phone. He said, oh, I've been busy all week. I'm going to get back to you. I'm going to get you something. I'm like, okay, you know what? But you know, you kind of, sometimes you're in a hole because there's only so much to choose from. So, but. You know, from but now on, yeah, but you know, yeah, I'm horrible. But he right, that's it. No, that should be number one. Customer service in all aspects, right. not just answering the damn phone, being nice to people, telling your Listen, business. If you say you're gonna do something, do it. Follow, keep I, your word, you know, and deliver what you say. That's the word I was looking for. Deliverable. Yeah, but no, if you're I gonna mean, do something, do it. Say you're gonna do it, do it. Don't just say I'm gonna do something, then don't do it. People gotta look for you, you know. And here's the dumb part: when you make a mistake, own it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my God. I'm so sorry that our service sucks. I'm sorry for the inconvenience. No, it's not an inconvenience. Inconvenience is I was put on hold for a little while. Okay. The fact that I had to call GoDaddy like 17 times this week is not an inconvenience. That's what happens when you outsource to a foreign country and you don't give those people the proper training to help people. Yes. And it's got to be frustrating for them because you've got somebody that's like ready to kill them on the other side of the world. And all they can do is say, yes, I'll I'll get you an answer. Yes. And that's it. And it's like, you don't believe them. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, they don't know. And and the other thing is just like DJing. Like, I think DJing is about being three to four songs ahead. You know what I mean? You're always like three to four songs ahead. Where am I driving the set? Where am I going? Right. Where I want to go and where can somebody, we possibly go? Yeah. Right. Somebody asks you a customer service question. Okay. You, you need to know where they're going so you know how to guide them there. And mm-hmm. part of that is asking open-ended questions to, to have them help you help them. You know, and that's the crazy part about it. It's not rocket science. Like nothing we do is rocket science. Okay. I mean, and it's amazing what gets people upset. My mother was an emergency room nurse for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Okay. She practically has an anxiety attack over trying to text now because she's 75 years old. Mm. She can't figure it out. She hates her effing phone. 
listening to a 75 year old woman scream at her phone like it's going to talk back <laughs> to her. I remember telling her once, I'm like, did you ever have to start someone's heart again with like shocking them? She's like, well, yeah. I go, you realize how much more difficult that is than figuring out how to text? Relax. No one's dying here. Yeah. That's okay. Wild. But I mean, wow. but but that's it. So part of it is just like go back to basics. Wow. You know, and that's the crazy part. Wow. Be nice. You know, hold the door for people. Say hello. I mean, I'll give you another example. I'm having lunch with this business person, mm-hmm. and we go to this restaurant that I'm at very regularly. And he happens to be the vice president of Jelly Belly, right? And I'm talking to him about this vision that I have for an ice cream and candy store that I'm developing. Mm-hmm. Every person in there is is coming over to say hello to me. Every single person, every bartender. And this is at a lunch. The place isn't busy. And they had brought me a whole bunch of samples. And I politely said, I go, would you mind if I gave these to, the, to everybody here? They're like, no, 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 by all means. So I'm handing them out to people, which brings even more people in. The vice president of Jelly Belly by the end he thought I owned the restaurant because of the amount of people coming over to say hello to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just because, listen, I'm just a good person just trying to be nice to people. You know what I mean? Like, and that's why when you talk to like, you know, the snotty Karen of the group, that's just mad every morning, you have the ability, you wake up and decide if it's going to be a good day or a bad day. That's up to you. We have the same 24 hours a day as, the people that you love and admire, the people you can't stand, what you mm-hmm. do with it is up to you. Yes. You know? So. Yeah. And, and I, I just think also to add to that, when you when you have been bit, bit by the selfish bug and it's all about you, there's no way humanly possible that you can practice good customer service. Because oh, customer service means that you have to think outside of yourself. And what you think or what you feel, you know, well, so you just, yeah. I, I think in business, you have to want to help people. Oh, yeah. 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 That's yeah. it. If your goal is to help people, the money will come. There's yeah. no question about that. I mean, the money will definitely, definitely be there, but you have to want to help people, you know, and part of it is not just being another DJ or another photographer, or another whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say the majority of my world now, mm-hmm. I don't want to do the same stuff that all of my competitors are doing. And that's why we, we've we branched off into doing a lot more different stuff, like foam parties and silent disco. And I just bought a company three weeks ago that does the large inflatable mm-hmm. video screens. Because, um, again... Everyone's doing weddings, and there's more and more venues and more and more DJs, which means that the pie's getting cut thinner and thinner on a Saturday night. And, you know, so again, I'm trying to be places where there's not a saturation point. So, and some of these park districts and the agents for the colleges, they'll book me two, three, four, five times a year. So I'm not having to resell myself. You know, I mean, what's the worst, worst phone call in the world is, oh my God. You've done all 14 of my cousin's weddings. I've been to all of them. They're unbelievable. Can we sit down and talk? Because it's between you and 65 other DJs that I'm looking at. And you're just like, didn't you just tell me I did like 700 of your cousin's weddings? Like, what? Huh? Why are you looking at 65 other DJs? Yeah. You know? And and it's like, okay. You know? And it's whatever. Mm. So, but. So. Are we going back to the same spot and having these deep dish pizza and corn hot dogs? Different uh, spot, but we are having Chicago style hot dogs, mm-hmm. um, which Mike's gonna like. All beef hot dog, Mike, mustard, relish, fresh cut onions, sport peppers, a sliced uh, kosher dill pickle on that bad boy, some celery salt, calling it dragging it through the garden. <laughs> Even if you take two bites and think it's disgusting because you guys in Texas put a uh, barbecue sauce on everything. I don't know. <laughs> but it's, uh, no, it's delicious. But Mike, is, Mike is good, but he's a vegetarian. So I'll no, be I'm not I, even vegetarian. All right. 
I'll, I'll give you a slice pickle. No, but I'm good. Don't worry. You're vegan. I've yeah. got, I've got, I've got, I've got a bucket of ice for you. It's fantastic. <laughs> You'll love it. All right. Oh, so, man. yeah. We, no. Uh, we, We've got Italian beef sandwiches, which Mike won't like either. And uh, we'll have some vegan hot dogs there, just so that yeah, we put barbecue on everything. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the audience comment. Yeah. yeah, we do barbecue sausage. I think he meant sauce, right? No, just, no. He, he might be. Yeah, yeah, we probably meant sauce, but yeah, yeah. we yeah. do put barbecue sauce on everything. Yeah, they do. Gotcha. Yeah, wow. And then we'll we'll oh. have deep dish pizza, but we'll have vegetarian, but not vegan. And, and I have you will eat the cheese, and you will like it, buddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to give you another compliment too. I really like the part that you put in with the lunch breaks. Oh yeah. And it was cool to have the DJs out there spinning too during lunch. So I thought yeah. that was really cool. Cause I, t- I talk to what's his name every year, every conference I go to, Hey man, there's great speakers that you don't want to miss and you don't want to sit there the whole day and not be able to, you know, and uh, I just thought that was wonderful. Everybody went to lunch at the same time. We ate, yeah. uh, you could chill, do whatever you want to. And you had somebody dropping the beats while we were eating. I thought that was really, yeah. really cool. We've got it too. I don't even know Lance uh, Lance George set it all up. So I'm not even sure who we've got or what's going on. I only know that Alex Reyes, DJ Alex Reyes from California is coming in. My buddy, he's going to do it again. He's he's not, uh, we told him he's, he's, he's taking a year off from opening for Qbert and he's going back to lunches to, uh, to give somebody else an opportunity, but he'll be at one of the lunch breaks. Oh, okay. No, he's yeah, a great so guy. Me and my wife partially adopted him last year. He hung out yep. with him a lot, but Alex was really cool. And yep. it was really sad about his father. So we are still praying for you, you know, get yeah, a no, he's, your father he, last year. So he he's, a, good, he's a good guy. Man, I meet so many people. I can't remember all of them at all these conferences, but I try to meet yeah. at least one or two interesting people every year. So gotcha. let, let, let's do this here. So okay. for the people that want to be in the five percent, yeah, where can they go? Yes, to yes. find out about the Marquee Show because there are people that's listening now that will listen later. Hey, get in the five percent. You know, it's, it's right. nothing wrong with continuing education. Be great. So, so you can uh, go to marqueeshow.com and I'll even give you. Let me see. I've got a promo code. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I'll put it in the chat. Let me find it. Let me find it right now. Okay. Oh, a promo code. Uh, here. The promo code is it'll save you two hundred dollars on a pass. Oh <clears throat> so it's called KC Friend. So it's K? like friend, the letter okay. K, the letter C, that's me, yours truly. And friend. So that means that you're a friend or family member. So it'll save you two hundred bucks. So it'll take you from $4.99 down to $2.99 for a full pass. And that gives you lunch on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, access to all the parties. You get to go to too. The lunch was included in your package. Yeah, that's in there. That's in there. Lunch Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You get the parties. You get the exhibit floor. You get all the seminars. You get it all, baby. How much is but it? But wait, there's more. There's As more. you know, you get, you get a T-shirt when you come through the door. Oh, and, and I like the baseball jerseys too. I thought mm-hmm. those would be cool too. Yeah, we've got those for the staff, so everyone knows exactly kind yeah. of who's in charge, so you can find them. In fact, I brought it to wear during the show, and we I left it in the car. Year, right? Yeah, are we? Are we We're considering staff? staff? <laughs> yeah, you better, you better hope what you bring. You when you're duct taping cords down, going, oh, way to go, open your mouth, Mister. We're staff this year, tearing down truss on Thursday rather than getting hey, in the hey, we'll cab to the airport. We, hey, we'll do it before we get on the plane. Just, you know, there we you, go. you just tell us what you need. We we'll work for food. <laughs> well, I'll tell you if you like uh, if you like swag this year, we got it. Uh, okay. Eliminators doing t-shirts and bags. Danny Max is doing t-shirts. Promo only is doing t-shirts. We've got a t-shirt. QSC just told me some of the stuff they're doing in their room. I'd be shocked if EV doesn't have swag. We have they some cool do. swag. Yeah. So uh, who all is going to be a curator? Uh, curator? Here, let me pull up the... James uh, is going to be there. Uh, James is my boy. James yeah. is the best. So oh, Electra Voice will be there with a demo room again. Mm-hmm. Danny Max has got the first four booths when you first walk in the door. 
promo only curator, American DJ Association, Photo Booth Association. Allenberg will not only be speaking, but also presenting. So you can buy his books, his DVDs, his tutoring, DJ Intelligence, Vibo, Releventful, which is a CRM program. Spot My Photo will be there. Photo Booth Expo. You know, I NLFX. love them, man. I really would love to get into that. That Spot My Photo thing is really cool. So, like, you oh, to- yeah. Ryan's the best. I mean, that's an awesome take program. Your picture, and any other time mm-hmm. you're somewhere and they take a picture, it'll automatically get sent to you. It uses a facial recognition yeah, software. Uh, but you because, you, because you're, unlike Facebook, they got in all kinds of trouble for doing that because you're opting in to allow them to do that. So when you first get there, you take a picture in front of the step and repeat, hey, I'm here. They You punch in your cell phone number into their phone. That's the Every option. single time since you opted in, the nice part about it is you get your picture taken anytime throughout it. You'll get an email te- or a text sent to you saying you've been spotted and bam, that's it. So yeah, that's nice. I that's like really that. cool. It's super cool. Nobody in Dallas has done that yet. I'm like, yeah. Nobody in Dallas has come up with that yet. But yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, we um, had Danny on the show. We've had Rachel yeah. on the show. Uh, yeah, they're great people. They'll both be there. Yeah. So and, uh, uh, we've who's got, hosting this year? Is it, is it Big Daddy and uh, Big Rachel? Daddy and Rachel? And then Lance George is our DJ. Uh-huh. Um, we have a local radio legend doing our 90s party. And like I told you, I'm going to try to talk to Ed Lover about coming out because he's on uh, he's on the radio here in Chicago. Okay. And then we've got uh, Jamie Perez from Explosive is going to be emceeing the DJ of the Year competition on Wednesday night. Okay. So, but even going back to, uh, what do you call it, to vendors, we've got Sherman Specialty that does the Hats, props, wings, costumes, props okay. for you, QSC, the how-to for the I do, M13 graphics, DJEP, Totematic, uh, Chave DJ, the uh, DJ Trivia, DJ Bingo, Revo Spin, Mainline Audiovisual, Pioneer, Perfect Portals, uh, Lumify Labs, which is another new CRM program, mm. uh, Blizzard, uh gear club direct eliminator avanti audio global trusts uh dmp printing will not be exhibiting but they'll be hanging out and they're sponsoring one of the parties um we have simple system which is another crm so we have four different crms that are going to be there for you to check out so if you've ever thought about streamlining your company you've got all of the tools Plus, you've got DJ Intelligence, which has the planning tools. Plus, you've got Vibo, which has the whole, yeah. uh, you know, music to uh, a Spotify to to that. I mean, it's crazy. Then we've got One Two Three DJ, who's a dealer. I mean, we've got four or five different dealers. So, I mean, we've got. Well, it's really exploded since uh, <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah, you really. It's, it's grown. We win a few. We lose a few. You know, yeah. like. Uh, um, touch picks is not coming back this year. LA photo party is not back this year. It looks like as right now, pro X Gabriel told me he's coming Jetpack told me they're coming, but I haven't gotten there. And I've been wanting to, I haven't had a chance to meet Gabriel yet. Talk to him anytime. He uh, just told a mutual friend that he's personally going to be there this year. So, all right, good. So that's it. I, and you know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that he ships his new DJ booth to the show <clears throat> because He's going to be represented by one, two, three DJ, and so is Pioneer. Did you hear so that, you Gabriel? Can... Did you hear that, Gabriel? Yeah. <laughs> so here's what you do: you buy the brand new Pioneer controller, then uh-huh. you walk ten feet over, you buy the brand new case for the Pioneer controller, you slip that bad boy in, you wrap it up, and you take it on the plane with you. And then and, and, and that's another great the thing house. about the shows too. Everybody's got show specials. And then yeah. at the end of the show, if they don't sell everything, they sell gear on the floor. So <laughs> you could walk out of there with something brand new that's been touched by a bunch of DJs, but it's straight yeah. off the showroom floor. You know it works. Yeah. And you get it for a low, low price just because they, they don't Danny's, want to back home with them. Danny's already got everything he's bringing to the show listed. Mm-hmm. And he's got he's got incredible prices for all of it. So, yeah, he did, wow. he did that in Vegas a couple years ago. I yep. was tempted. I was tempted. But uh, he sold out last year. He sold out his entire booth before he even entire room before he even got there. Everything was taken. Yeah. So and Revo Spin has got a brand new DJ booth. 
So if you're looking at DJ booths, they've got a brand new LED DJ booth. It is so cool. So can then, you give us 10 minutes with all the exhibitors? Yeah. How about this? Like we can try to set it up so that you're there before the show floor opens. So it's nice and quiet and they can come by. Know, yeah. yeah, we can set that up. That's no problem. What, what, what uh, do we need to send you our logo to get added to it now? Yeah, we can do that. I can, what do you call it? I can, uh, here's what we can do is I'm going to guess the best thing we could do is I'll email everybody that you're going to be there doing interviews and uh -huh. I'll give them your contact information to set it all up so they can contact you to find out like in the morning uh, and yeah. then you can just go from one to another to, or do you have a Calendly system by chance? Yes, we sure do. You know what? If we do that, you can set it up for that show and do like 10 minute segments and they can just click it. That's it. Blam, blam, blam. You set it up and then give me the link. I'll send it to all the exhibitors. They can pick the times that you want to, that way you can still be in Rudy for that. But then yeah. maybe you you missed the one after, or Do you have the uh, show schedule already up. It's already up on marqueeshow.com. <laughs> yeah. Man, 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 Keith, tell them how they can get in contact with you besides the marqueeshow.com. Uh, you can get me on Facebook. The best way to get me on Facebook is is through Marquee now. And the best thing you could do for yourself and your business to cost you zero dollars, join the Marquee Show community page. Already there. The, <clears throat> right. There is zero drama. There is no fighting. It is just ideas and sharing and no drama. If somebody's new to the industry and they ask a question like, where do you buy music from? No one's going to pounce on you like they do in other groups because I don't allow it. I shut it down right away. And so, listen, we're all there to help each other because we were all a new DJ at one time. We've all been doing it forever and everybody in between and and that's it. So, so that's the way to go. Well, man, that's great. So we will see you in Chicago. Let me look right quick and see. We'll be there. I'm coming. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not by myself, I'm, but uh, he said he's coming. I'm going to buy my ticket as soon as I get off in about. So an hour. I'll be there Sunday. I'm going to send you an instant message. No, I'll be, you I'll be there. I'll be there Monday morning. Yeah, Monday morning. That's good. Yeah. So we'll so, be there. I'll have you start stuffing bags. No, I'm just kidding. So, but if, <laughs> if you guys want to make flyers, though, to promote your show, do it. I'll stuff them in all the bags. So print me up like 500 flyers. The first 500 people. I work, I, them. I, I work with a gra I live with a graphics person, and I know one personally sitting next to me. So uh, I'll, You should do something about that logo on your T-shirt then because it's terrible. What? What? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I hate it. Real. Did you see his face? He's like, I'm not coming now. I am not going to Chicago. You can stick that hot dog where the sun don't shine. <laughs> Keith, Keith, Keith. Always a pleasure, man. Always. Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. you having me on. And make yep. sure that we – is this go to uh, YouTube as well? Yeah, it's on YouTube too. You can get the cool. link. Cool. Well, there. then let's go ahead and share the link right away on the in the group page and stuff. I'll share it on the Marquee Show page. We'll get it out and about. Oh, yeah. We will. When people know you've had me on, no oh. one will watch it. No uh, one will okay. watch it. All right. So. Yeah. I'm going to give you the Ricky Bobby hands. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, man. Well, good, good, good. Brother, we I'm more of a, uh, I'm more of an anchor man. So remember when he turns to uh, Christine Applegate and goes, Oh, yeah. I don't know if you know, but I'm kind of a big deal around here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, kid. <laughs> Yes, so, and, and the most man, I repost so much of your stuff in my my DJ group because yeah. you're talking about people coming up to you asking for free tickets. You talking yeah. about other things because some of it's just hilarious and it's so damn true because yeah, people you know everybody wants something that nobody wants to do nothing and then everybody wants to find a way to complain about something and not go do anything. So you know, well listen, whether you go to my show, or you go to any other show, I'm going to tell you, get to a show. Mike, if you can't make it, get no, to I'm Vegas, coming. okay? No, I'm in all seriousness. Like, if something happens, your dog gets run over by a car, whatever <laughs> happens, go to Vegas, go to Wedding NPA. Like, oh. th there's great education out there. Yeah, I know it, it really is. I, I go, I've been to 12 shows this year in various industries. And okay? I, like that, I like that one show you went to in California, the uh, Social Media oh, Examiner. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. What did you think of it? It was great. And you know how many DJs were there? You. Zero. 
Yeah, so see, that's outside the box. I saw that. Mm -hmm. I said he won't be by himself next year. Yeah, no. And the stripper convention because I go there because I charge by the pound, so I <laughs> make <laughs> I I roll in it. So I mean, it's all there. Oh, but no, man. I've been to nightclub and bar. The International Pizza Expo, because we have a catering business. Mm -hmm. The National Restaurant Association Show. The Sweet and Snack Show, which is all about candy stores. I've been to the MAX PBX Show. I've wow. been to NAM. I've been to the Wedding Show Producer Conference. I went to Midwest. Um, that might be it. But that's okay. all this year. I was supposed to go to the audio lighting symposium and the serpentine belt in my Mercedes broke. Literally. I just pulled up in front of the house and that was yeah, it. I, I really want to go to that, especially being in Minneapolis and the stuff they do with it. But I just haven't been able to figure out, you know, well there, they said this was the last one. I know. I talked to Mike Fernino though, after, and he's uh -huh. having some surgery. He's going to try to make it out to marquee. Uh -huh. Um, I told him that I'd if if the powers that be don't want it to be in Minnesota, I would love to work with him to bring it into Take the part of Chicago into Marquee. Yes. So we can do it like a day early, try to condense it, you know, do whatever, add it into the curriculum to give people some tough choices, but they've got choices. Yeah, a day of lighting would be cool. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. And then I also, uh, I've been talking with these pro sports DJs about doing a show as well. So, or being part of the show. And then I talked to Bad Boy Bill about doing like a Chicago house type of a thing as well. So mm -hmm. we had all kinds of stuff going on. Lots of possibilities for the future. And, you know, we're going to keep growing this bad boy. So. Yes, sir. And yeah. Two DJs in the mic will be there doing the interviews, talking to everybody. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to that person we can't mention, the other person we can't mention, and the other right. person we can't mention. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'll believe it when it's not DJ JP and his wife and a DJ <laughs> at home. DJ and DJ Kelly Cal. Uh -huh. He's coming. If he says yeah. he's going to do oh. something, he's coming. Yeah, and coming. now we got him on the spot, and everybody in Facebook, Crosstalk, all of our group, I'm coming. Mike's personal page. So if I'm doing interviews and Mike's not there, y'all know what happens. I'm coming. Mm, mm. We're going to just start. If he doesn't show up, every person, we're just going to dial his phone. Every for like three. <laughs> we're going to give it. When you gonna do the get... opening monologue, you're just going to give out his phone number. <laughs> yeah. Watch. I'm, I'm going to wind up getting all these celebrities to come in and be like, hey, it's Justin Timberlake. Where are you, Mike? I want to be on your show. But I'll only do it if it's you and JP. <laughs> wow. Keith, it's been good, man. We're going to let you run, brother. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. So okay. I look forward I'll to seeing you. you for sure, yeah. Jay. And yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see yeah. about this one. <laughs> All right, man. Talk to you later. Keith. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. All right. Good night. Good night. Oh, man. Peace. <laughs>